another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for the show today are Coaster Bro and Chef Jeff. In today's episode, the Cuzzies look to soak up the sun in Myrtle Beach in search of credits, grub, and glory. Stay tuned and listen to the Cuzzies in your ear. Jeff, get comfortable. We about to do something we never done before. Jeff, it's not the usual. Today we getting unpredictable. You don't recognize the song, do you? I don't, but I like where it's going. Jamie Foxx, unpredictable. Come on, man. You gotta, yeah. you, gotta get, you gotta catch up on your Jamie Foxx songs from the 2010s or whatever, or 2000s. I'm sorry. I think that was uh, a ringtone of mine, actually, at one point. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I suck when it comes to... See, we're, you and I are yin-yang. Uh, I'm good with movies, you're good with music. I think we're more like a 69 than a yin-yang, but yes. Works works for me. Yeah, works for me, too. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. How you been, man? You been, you been doing well? Doing good, good. just uh, hang-a-lang in, uh, house-sitting out of town for now, Um, heading back to good old KC tomorrow. That'd be a good time. I am officially, officially, I guess, over COVID, as in, like, I've been allowed to go back to work now, Um, so that's exciting. Did you ever test positive? I can't remember. I sure did, yeah. Oh, that's right. My bad. My wife tested positive first, and then I tested negative. And then I hung out with her enough to get positive. And uh, there we are. <laughs> It'll That's happen. Marriage gets you. Yeah. <laughs> Until you know you love somebody, Jeff. <laughs> right. Listeners. You acquire a disease with them. Yeah. I remember her just like coughing in bed. And I was like, all right, here it comes. This is what love is. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what love is. Oh, no, that song. Look at you. Hell yeah. So this is just gonna be a karaoke episode. We're just gonna sing the whole time yeah. if you guys are cool with that. It's not not a not about a defunct park or anything, just karaoke. Yes, absolutely. And uh I am excited for this show, by the way. Originally we were looking at uh oh, by the way, great cousin road trip. What's up? Um we are <laughs> <laughs> we are going to Myrtle Beach, and originally we were like, hey, let's go to Myrtle Beach and Carowinds, let's do this in one show. But it felt like Carowinds needed its own show. Carowinds agree. is like an elite Cedar Fair Park, I guess you could say. And Myrtle Beach, you can't just not cover Myrtle Beach. So sure. what do we do? I think we do something we've never done before, Jeff. I'm here for it. I think we pretend like we're in 2009. And we just pretend like Hard Rock Park is open and we highlight Hard Rock Park. What do you think about that? Uh, let's do it. Let's hop in the time machine. Can't wait. Looks, It'll be a, a like an arrow looping coaster. Yes. <laughs> so we'll be highlighting Myrtle <laughs> Beach, all the attractions, the things to do there. Jeff, you've been there recently, I believe. Yeah, actually, last year it was my first visit ever. I I didn't really have a formulated view of it in my brain until then, and now I've been, and I'd love to go back. And I unfortunately lived hours away from this, living in Atlanta. Never went. Um, one of the things to kick myself on, I'd say, I, I uh, wish I would have just uh, done a, a long weekend out there or something. But hey, there's there's still time. 
But I don't live in Atlanta anymore, so there's no time. That's fair. I will say far and away, probably my it may actually be my only uh, beachside vacation, but far and away my favorite. It was great. There you go. All right, so we'll be highlighting the credit stops, what there is to eat, what there is to do. And then um, we're going to put the cargo shorts on below the knees. Get those um, the belts that came with the pants. Maybe a... Um, I remember that. A camo polo <clears throat> and, and like weird sunglasses. And we're going to go back to 2009. I'm pretty sure I still have some of those cargo shorts with the the attached what was the, the canvas or something belt oh yeah uh, that came with it oh Where, man it's it, like it a didn't football like actual buckle it was just like the metal ring and you looped it through metal rings yeah looped it through yeah that's how that's how you knew you were in the the early 2000s man that was a good time but um yep. you're still there i guess you have some belts left yeah i uh i don't get rid of clothes unless uh <laughs> Unless I just don't fit in them anymore, which honestly is pretty much the case. But I've, uh, much to <laughs> Cassie's displeasure, have plenty of shirts that have overstayed their welcome. Beautiful. I also had that problem. So I completely understand. I'm still here. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start with the credit stops of Myrtle Beach. And we have a lot of credits to pick up here. Um, going to highlight four different places. One of those is like the... In modern day, the main amusement park of Myrtle Beach. But you've also got a lot of FEC. You think about a beach town, you're driving down the road, you see the SPS spinner, you stop. If you're an enthusiast, you know what I'm talking about. And um, so we're going to start with the first one, which is called The Track Family Fun, which is home to a SBF visa called Shark Party. This is probably the cutest SBF visa in Myrtle Beach which we're going to talk about three of them. <laughs> so buckle up. Um, this one has like little shark teeth on the um, the coaster cars, which is very nice, very cool looking. Um, don't have to go too far into SPFB. I feel like we talk about three every show. So this one has shark teeth. That's what's different. And um, if you are going to stop in, they do have some attractions that you might consider also doing a paper ride for. You might not, but you got to know what else is there. It's like, oh, there's an SPS spinner and there's a 110 foot tall sky coaster. Maybe that's maybe that's what's going to stop you. You know what I mean? And uh, the sky coaster model, most of the, the smallest ones are going to be the 100 foot model. So this one has a 10 more feet. What's a basketball goal, guys? You're really going to feel that on the free fall. <laughs> and they also have go cards. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think it was the same company that's down in uh, Branson, the track. I assume they probably exist Ooh. in several destination locations. That's a good point. I don't know if they actually connect or not. Uh, it looks like the same logo to me, anyway, or similar, anyway. I mean, you've seen it more than I have. And the track in Branson now has an SPS spinner and a sky coaster and go karts. So I think you're right here. Lots and lots of go-karts. Lots of them. And, um, you know, so if you're into go-karts, it's the place to stop. And they also do have, um, if you're into nauseating, flipping around and stuff, they have a Hurricane 360, which is going to be your normal pendulum swing ride, except for very small. And it does the whole 360 
inversions, the whole flip over it, which I still haven't rode one of those. I don't think I have a lot of interest, but they are fun to watch. So yeah, that is the 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 track family fun in Myrtle Beach. Stop in and get your credit. Another park in Myrtle Beach to stop in and get your credit. And it is an SBF visa. That's the best name of an SBF visa in Myrtle Beach. Give it a plaque. It's called the Myrtle Turtle. <laughs> Myrtle Turtle. And uh, along with that, they also have a 65-foot-tall <clears throat> drop tower. A pretty big Ferris wheel, 150 feet tall, pretty substantial. want to say it's probably the biggest in Myrtle Beach, right? Who knows? Is that the, there, well, I was going to say there's one I come back to mention later, but uh, that might be a standalone. From what I recall, it was a standalone attraction. Then... I'm just talking out of my ass. That is not the tallest one. <laughs> no, you're good. Well, I think there were a couple there. Um, I was able to see two from uh, our hotel balcony. Okay. So. I don't know if this is the one, but maybe it was the smaller one. Mm. And then they also have a ride called The Beat, which is also a pendulum swing. Um, does not fully invert, which I like. 100 foot... 105 foot tall swing. 120 degrees on the swing. So you're going you're going beyond vertical here, you know, or beyond 90. Beyond the right angle, so that's a pretty good swing. Beyond 90 degrees. <laughs> now, uh, what's unique about this one? Two seats face outward or two rows of seating face outward and then two face each other. Which is something we don't see very often. So that's kind of kind of fun, I guess. If you're a swing enthusiast. And there you go. Plus two. Swingers. (laughs) So you got plus two at the Myrtle Beach. And then you have another. um, Probably the granddaddy of SBF visas in Myrtle Beach. Put a plaque on it. It is the Fun in the Sun, which I'm going to take back Myrtle Turtle. Fun in the Sun is a better SBF visa name. Um, But this one's bigger. So, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those SBF spinning rides that goes around, like you can fit things in between it. This is basically the perimeter of the park, so it's very small. But around the perimeter of the park, you can spin, but they also do have, I want to say two of their cars do the forward tumbling motion, or backwards, I think it kind of depends. Yeah, I think they're... I can't remember if they are free spinning or not. I know it was, so this was walking distance from my hotel. Oh, I so I walked by it a handful of times. It was, I think it was free spinning. I could be wrong, but I, I do believe you're correct. So, I mean, if you're gonna pick an SPF spinner of the three, I think I picked this one. <laughs> um, if you're daring, you do the flipping one. I do want to do one of the flipping ones once. But then I think I'll regret it. Kind of like riding a 4D free spin. So so this was like the, the street that it's facing, like the sign I'm looking at, or the like the entrance to the park uh, is like right at street level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then across the street of the hotels and then the beach. This is super close to the beach. I think the other one uh, where you mentioned the uh, pavilion park, 
Yeah. Uh, if, if that was the one that had the Ferris wheel, I think that one was a little bit inland. Mm. Um, but this this is right on the beach. So if you're staying at one of the properties beachside, this is going to be probably walking distance, depending on where you are. And this is one that you just pop in, probably pay like 10 bucks or so, ride the coaster and leave. Because I will say out of the three places with the SBS spinner, it has the weakest ride lineup. And the mm-hmm. only thing worth mentioning is like a drop tower. Because it is encased in this tiny coaster. <laughs> but I hear the drop tower is pretty good. I think it's one of those uh, SNS stand check it seatbelt only kind of things, which are usually pretty fun. So, yeah, it's not very tall. I think it's like twice the height of the coaster, which isn't very tall to begin with. So you're probably looking at what, 60 feet tops? Yeah, probably about that. Mm. So there you go. Another SPF coaster. That portion of the show is brought to you by SBF Spinners. Um, go ride them. All right. So we'll, we'll go to the highlight of Myrtle Beach, and you can understand why we had to add a, a defunct park to this because this show would have been over in 10 minutes. We have the Family Kingdom, which is the premier Myrtle Beach. I guess you can call it an amusement park. But you are looking at three coasters at this park. And uh, park has been around for a little bit. So um, three coasters to highlight here. You've got the Kitty Coaster 1994 edition, which is called Kitty Coaster, which is a wacky worm. So shout yeah. out to Family Kingdom. Makes yeah, it it's up. a wacky worm with Speedy Gonzalez on the train. So maybe it's faster. <laughs> yeah. I'm Probably a little bit faster than a worm. Yeah. They did keep the the flower lanterns up around the edges, though. Hmm. So I guess there is flowers in Mexico. So I guess they're just like, hey, there's obviously going to be flowers in Mexico. Let's go ahead and keep the flowers up. Yep. That's probably where they went there. Um, in 2013, you saw the addition of Twist and Shout, the Zamperla Wild Mouse, which you don't see a lot of those. Um. What's unique about this one is I've written it. <laughs> so, in 1999, it used to operate at Gillian's Wonderland Pier, which is in New Jersey. But I wrote it when it moved to Magic Springs in Arkansas. And this was one of the, you know, mediocre coasters that they had at Magic Springs. So, I've written it. So, yeah, if I go, I probably wouldn't rewrite. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is a cool, it's a cool little wild mouse. It's very mobile. I remember the cars being kind of cool. But what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think if I could wipe the existence of an individual coaster type from existence, it might be wild mouse, wild mice, whatever. If not those, the, there's, there's, I can't remember the name of it, the one that bangs you around real bad, but. I've never ridden a wild mouse I've enjoyed. Really? Yeah. I've ridden some wild mice that don't suck. But. What an endorsement. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, there's some spinning wild mouse mice <laughs> that are okay. Yeah. Uh, that, like, you I think that makes like them more tolerable so that the laterals aren't so killer on the ribs. But Yeah. There, there's a model. I think it's the mock model. That is like fine, like the Hershey Park one. Mm. Um, 
is okay. And what I can't think of any other parks that have one of those models. But they're all right. Anyway, the highlight of Myrtle Beach and all the coasters, probably the coaster you're most excited to ride when you come to Myrtle Beach now, the 1966 PTC Woody called Swamp Fox, which a pretty impressive looking coaster, really the only full-sized coaster in Myrtle Beach, a bit of a classic, I would say. People in the area definitely recognize the Swamp Fox and think, hey, that's my coaster, baby. Rode that when I was a kid. My daddy rode that when I was a kid. I'm from Myrtle Beach. So um, that's pretty cool. I've heard it's fine. Um, nobody's ranking this in like their top 25 wooden coasters. Some unless people, they've only ridden 25. Unless they've only ridden 25. And um, I don't know. I hear it might be a little bit rough. I think it has a tunnel, so that's kind of neat, right? But yeah, those are the coasters of Myrtle Beach. Tunnels get you bonus points on uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, so. Bonus points? Bonus excitement points. Oh, yeah, with the tunnel. tunnel or something. Yeah. That's a good point. Gotta, gotta fool them with the tunnel and the water features. That's how you get them. That's right. All right. So um, I guess it's time for us to go back to 2009. What song are we picking? What's what's the song we're singing in two thousand nine? Uh, probably put me on the spot. Probably has something to do with the Little John song, right? Little John. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what we were listening to around there. Did Ghost Ride the Whip come out yet? Yes. All right, let's listen to that. We're listening. Well, that's probably what we're listening to. Isn't collective as a group here? So Ghost Ride the Whip by Mister yep. Fab is uh the soundtrack that we can't play it on the podcast. But if you want to put it on in the background, like I'm. A yeah, low volume, like feeling. yeah, you can simulate what it's like. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I know there is an elaborate history, and we, um, you and I probably researched a lot, um, for this one because yeah. neither of us have been. It's kind of hard to find information on the park outside of like older YouTube videos and vlogs from or blogs from opening day because there's not really vlogging yet in 2009. But, uh, yeah, hit me up with the history, man. We can talk about it. Yeah, uh, and we actually drove by this on the way in, and I was like, I recognize that. We talked about it at some point. I don't remember when, but I'm like, I totally. Oh, do they still have like, like yeah. do they still have the sign up, the freestyle music park sign? Yeah. Well, oh, uh, from what I remember, yeah, but, like, there were very clearly marked buildings and stuff still. Like, well, and even one of the, you sent me a couple of videos to check out that I had before that we recorded. And yeah, pretty much a lot of the stuff is intact, just unkempt. Oh, wow. So, which is impressive considering here we are 13 years down the line from it last being open. It hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But <laughs> I mean, that's about what happened to Geauga Lake. It took forever for it to be demolished. What's harder about this one is like, this is right when I started my coaster enthusiasm, it was kind of at its peak. So seeing mm-hmm. the park immediately open and then immediately close, I think for a lot of us, like in our early 30s or so, maybe late 20s, remember this park and are like, man, it's kind of like an urban legend even. Right. Like, did it actually exist or is this a dream? Yeah. Because I don't know many people that have been there either. Right. 
one you know i was we'll we'll talk about it a little more but what really looked cool was the uh the dark ride i'm failing on the name now Nights uh, in white satin yes yeah that that uh the guy was describing it as like pictures don't do it justice you had to be there it's right here yeah. uh, well anyway i'll i'll dive into the the concrete history for hard rock park Hard Rock Park's origin could be traced as far back as 2003 uh, when plans for the park were initially being put together. Um, oh, I, I apparently didn't write the name down of the original plan, plan name for the park. Um, if you've got it, that, that'd be great. But Off the top of my head, I don't, but I remember uh, kind of the theme of it, I think. At any rate, the original park idea was going to be themed to the four seasons of the year. Uh, you know, fall, winter, summer, spring. Um, and the owners at that point, or the, the people trying to put the project together, uh, were unsuccessful in convincing anybody of putting a park together without some sort of IP in the park. Um, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't confident in the draw that was going to be there. Um, the closest they came uh, after that was when they uh, struck up with MGM, mm -hmm. ultimately didn't pan out. And uh, long story short, funding raised and licensing was agreed upon in 2006 with Hard Rock International, who designed and built the park. The park was officially announced in early 2007 uh, construction dominating the rest of the year and from my understanding they slapped it together like a blistering pace yeah. it took them something like nine months or something to put the park together insane um yeah uh and opened on june 2nd 2008 uh featuring a concert by the eagles and the moody blues um although i learned that they were not the first to play there uh it was bowling for soup <laughs> so 2008 embarrassingly yeah. 2008 no i well and i can't remember the name of the song there was a song by bowling pursuit that i love but now i can't think of what it was oh we gotta uh, look that up yeah please do was it 19 something or 1980 was it 1984 or something like that yeah, I haven't heard it in forever. It's time to revisit that. I think I'll do that after the show. Sounds good. We probably shouldn't edge too close on it anyway, just so we don't violate anything. Yeah, we're getting kind of close this episode. <laughs> we might yeah, get canceled. It's hard not to. We're gonna. Yeah, everybody came who came after Hard Rock before it closed is gonna come after us. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I was gonna say, if there was one thing that really shot this park to death, it was the absolute barrage of lawsuits yeah changes, but but we'll, we'll come around to that at any rate the park opened with six themed areas all something to do with rock uh, we've got the all access entry plaza the rock and roll heaven british invasion lost in the 70s born in the u.s and cool country with many rides and attractions, including an amphitheater with a capacity 
for 10,000 people to feature live daily shows and special performances. It didn't take long for things to fall apart as the park announced they were ending the season a month early and laid off most of their workforce following followed by filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Wild. In, intent remained to keep the park going um, but ultimately it was decided they would drop the Hard Rock name uh, in April of 2009 and we will uh, hang a big old to be continued when we revisit part two of this park's history <laughs> yeah it's such an interesting park history because uh even the story behind and the four seasons park whatever looked well themed looked like it was pretty cool looks like something i would have liked to be maybe even have had a better chance than uh hard rock did and then when you talk about the mgm stuff i thought it was interesting because um in the two videos we watched there was uh they talked about it got too expensive too fast because you had to reach out to the individual movies to like set yeah. up IP. So it was just like more expensive. So then they were like, all right, let's go for rock music, hard rock. And, um, you know, it kind of, well, the, the irony there, I was yeah. just to say the irony there was that they, uh, with hard rock, they finished ahead of schedule and under budget. Like they, they went through a larger loan than they needed. Yeah. Like by a fair margin from what I recall, I feel like I remember hearing it was like, 400 million they took and they only used like 260 or 70 million sorry wow for a park that, that that's well themed and so many rides in it it's pretty crazy yeah but this kind of just feels like you know the the disney dad that just loves rock and roller coaster like his what would be like inside of his boner hard rock park <laughs> loves rock music like it's like Yikes. looking back uh <laughs> How many years ago was it? 13? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, this is... um, It feels dated for even 13 years ago. Like, the music that they were, like, celebrating and put, like, Led Zeppelin and uh, whoever sings Nights in White Satin. <laughs> whoever... That's uh, the Moody Blues. You know, it was the Beatles. And it was very classic rock. Even to have, like, a cool country and not be themed to country music, it's like, no. Hard rock only is pretty funny, man. But, um, well, and kind of as an observation, like hard rock restaurants generally exist in the tourist destinations, and those places somehow inevitably find a way to be packed. Yes. So I think there, you know, while, while we may not necessarily see the appeal in the IP itself, there's definitely an audience for them. And I think with one of the things that killed it, was lack of proper marketing uh one of those videos we saw said they most people didn't know there was even that it was even there yeah which is an issue yeah and um i also wanted to kind of cover too going on from the history the general vibe of this place seemed different than other amusement parks because you think about 2008 even just the grooming standards of uh us working at the parks and having to be clean shaved every day, you know, and just these, like, you can't have red hair. You know, any any type of dye in your hair is not acceptable, which is... Say, no, no ginger employees allowed. Yeah, kind of, a, <laughs> kind of, kind of real. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, for its time, for them to be like, hey, we they kind of celebrated the individuality of the employee, which was kind of cool. Um, they're entertainers that came in, and um, 
your your average person operating a ride could show tattoos, which was like very risque for 2008. I remember hearing that and being like, mm, man, it'd be cool to cool to work there. I could untuck my shirt, you know? <laughs> it's funny you bring this up because the, uh, I don't remember her name. You will probably know her as soon as I start talking about her. The lady who stood at the, uh, oh. where the employees moved into the park on Saturdays lives I remember. in my nightmares. I can see her face clear as day and I'm terrified of her. Because yeah, if she... I have the slightest millimeter of stubble, mm-hmm. I may as well go shave. Took a, taking a dump in her shoes or something, but I offended her like that. Man, it was yeah. That was a uh, that was a woman that literally stood at the gate of the employees and said, "Hey, your name tag should be in a different spot. You should go shave." I don't remember her name. Uh, by the way, at Six Flags Over Georgia, that was like a position that HR had. Oh my god! And like, you wonder why everybody hated HR. It's like the Walmart greeter from hell. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I did like the vibe of this place. The the grooming standards were different. Um, and even when you listen to like park officials, uh, like the GM, the creative director at the time, they talked a lot about like you, you're going to come to this park and you're going to be entertained. And and Dale Kelly was the GM, and he literally said, "You're going to be entertained, and you're not really going to know why." So, like, there was a lot of this pride of, like, yes, we have rides, but we're going to make these experiences and all this entertainment's going to be out here and the theming's going to be nice and it's going to be, like, this whole experience that never, I think, pulled together, um, which is just odd. But it, it was neat just kind of seeing, like, like, looking back, I wish this place would have worked out and that, like, for 2008, they were, they were really being kind of different than your average amusement park at that time yeah it looked like a fun place i i would have loved the opportunity to go like seeing some of the stuff now although i think back back in 2008 i may not have been as interested in in it as i am now and maybe that's Mm -hmm. that's the allure of hard rock park yeah they don't get you till you're in your 30s plus (laughs) right well, we know you love the history of Hard Rock Park, but we got to talk about the number one thing at Hard Rock Park, which was the rides, the roller coasters, the reason you are an enthusiast in the first place. So we'll highlight. We got one, two, three, four, five roller coasters all opening up um, all in the same year, which is pretty crazy. Um, so we have the Shake, Rattle, and Roller Coaster. And what's kind of unique about this, and spoiler alert, but all the names will change in the following year. So we'll go back to that in a little bit. <laughs> we got the Shake, Rattle, and Roller Coaster, which was the Vacoma Roller Skater Coaster, which is kind of your plug and play. You know, you, you've seen them at uh, every other amusement park or so. They're good rides. They're not great rides. They're not bad rides. Mostly family attractions. Um, I don't understand the rock reference on this one. Do you? Shake, Rattle, and Roll, I guess. Shake, rattle, and roll. Yeah, um, I'm. I my mom would probably be disappointed, but Elvis something. Maybe we were never a big Elvis crew. We'll go Elvis. If we're wrong. Somebody let us know. feel free to correct us in Discord or anything. All right, and then the next one is easier to understand the reference. It's called the Eagles Life in the Fast Lane. It's obviously the Eagles, which was the Vacoma Mine Train. I don't know if you're familiar. I know you're familiar, actually. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, the really good mine train with, like, the nice theming 
um what was it called you know the one at the waterfall and like the dual lift hill yeah oh i'm blinking it's like the only good one on the yes, game what you're talking about yeah it was that but without any theming really <laughs> it was just like kind of out in the field and then there was like buildings around it that were themed to it but um what's kind of unique about all of these coasters they had onboard audio playing a song of their theme which becomes problematic real fast but when it opened pretty cool and then the next coaster to bring up we have maximum rpm which is the premier coaster probably the funkiest coaster in this park because it was a prototype it was um i want to say six person cars and the lift hill was a ferris wheel so there's five holes and you go around and part of the lift hill is you'd wait while the coaster drops off and then you get moved up and this ride opened late. It was one of the latest. I think it was the latest to open of all of them. Um, yeah. So when you talk about the hardest credit to probably get in this park, maximum RPM with that, their maintenance problems, and just low capacity to begin with, um, kind of the one you look at and you're like, man, that was weird. <laughs> and um, was never one, replicated again, was it? I don't think. I don't. Not that I recall. Um, it sounded like first of its kind that maybe there was another one built, but I don't see that happening. I don't remember where that would have been. Um, but yeah, Premier. And what's kind of unique about this ride is it was real low capacity and not the coaster section of it. It was not a very well-reviewed thing. Very short, like the Ferris wheel is half the ride kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but while you're in line, it was bizarre to me. They had a DJ. It just facilitated karaoke while you waited in line. <laughs> so you could just go up, sing a karaoke song while you're waiting, and then go, which is um, a fun idea, maybe. Yeah. It's Unless a creative you... way to to deal with a crappy problem, I guess. Yeah. But... but also, you're staffing a DJ 24-7, which can't be cheap. Right. <laughs> so who knows? Um, and then you have Slippery When Wet. The roller coaster that was also a premiere single is like a single rail suspended coaster where you were equipped with water and you had like one tank and you could just dump it on people underneath you. And this was actually a really popular ride around this time. I remember like some of the Paramount parks had these. Um, Is that it? No, Hershey had one roller soaker and then they had one slippery when wet. And I also don't understand by the way, I don't understand the reference here. Also, bon Jovi. Slippery When Wet is a Bon Jovi song? Uh, uh, either song or an album, but yeah, it's... Oh, okay. Hang on. Now you're going to... I have to back myself up here. While you're at it, look up Maximum RPM. What is that? <laughs> Slippery When Wet is uh, an album. Oh. It's, it's his third studio album. The uh, old Jovi. Maximum RPM. Maximum RPM. Coming up with a book. Oh. Nothing music related, though. Yeah, there was like, it was themed to a car wash. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of weird. Yeah. But um, the one I, know that was... I drive at top speed through a car wash. Yeah, me too. That's not frowned upon at all. <laughs> it's great for your car. 
Um, and then you had Led Zeppelin the ride, which was was truly the anchor of the coaster lineup here. B and M looping coaster, six inversions. I'm not sure I understand the reference here either. No, oh, this is a Led Zeppelin ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the station was a uh, a blimp, which apparently uh, is the Led Zeppelin, right? That's that's the reference. And um, this one was the most unique with the music in that the ride really did sync up with the layout of the ride. So you've got the, during the lift, the slow part where they're like, you need an Like just real drawn out. And then you know how it goes. Or whatever, right? That's the first. I have to describe the face you just made. It was terrific. <laughs> it was my Led it's Zeppelin like face. A combination of agony and ecstasy all rolled into one. Yes, I'm gonna be honest. I discovered Led Zeppelin through this ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this song. It was a good song. Whole well, lot of love. I'm gonna have to have a talk with. I'm gonna have to have a talk with Joel here. So that's a little disappointing. Yeah, he wasn't a big Zeppelin <laughs> guy. Ah, uh, that's fair. But okay, so you had an okay. I mean, for honestly, for the first year of a, a park opening, this is actually an amazing coaster lineup. Yeah, compared to like Lost Island opened up, that was literally an SLC and a wacky worm. Like this, that's a good lineup. Something I would love to write all those credits, and none of them are bad. They're all considered okay to good rides. Yeah, something for everybody. Yep. And then uh, other rides to mention. This is kind of where we're lacking here. Um, there's a couple of flat rides. Like they had a ride called Just a Swingin', which was a John Anderson song, which is a heater, which this park existing and one year of operation of a John Anderson song, worth it to me. Um, that's probably my favorite song represented in this whole park. But then you also had the Nice in White Satin Ride, which was a Sally Dark ride that sat housed in a abandoned mall which is kind of weird to think about right um, but this ride was unique as because you started in like a walkthrough and the idea of this ride is that you're going on an acid trip and which is what people this is really like when people talk about the urban legend around this park it is nights and white satin only open for one year a lot of people considered it one of their favorite dark rides um, I think it kind of took more of an artistic approach. So kind of think of um, maybe even Meow Wolf at uh, Elish Gardens. It's probably a more abstract kind of ride. Not as much as a storytelling, but more like, hey, you're on this weird acid trip. Let's get fucking weird. Love um, it. A lot of people that didn't ride it said it was one of the greatest rides of all time. Um, there's like some old videos that I watched. though. Like I was watching the theme park review video of this. And they were just kind of like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, they're like, that, that was kind of weird. Uh, and I think I would have been in that camp, but I would have liked to have given this a chance. So that's really only the only rides I have to highlight. You had the coaster lineup, the dark ride, and then some very basic flats. Very basic. You don't go to this part for the flats. That's the thing. But... That's what we had to highlight. I do want to highlight the entertainment and the food because I did find like an opening day blog post. Theme Park Insider. May 9th, 2008, a guy named Russell Meyer went and he probably documented 
the best version of like go back and read and you can understand what it is. And I'll, I'll put it in the uh, show notes actually, because this is kind of cool. But um, he does a, a hard rock park opens to the press and he actually lays out the entertainment and the food that was uh, available. And I won't go too in detail with any of them because you can't go ride any of them. You can't go watch the show. You can't go enjoy the cheeseburger. Um, but I think it's worth bringing up. So um, as far as entertainment, it was a pretty entertainment heavy park. The most popular kind of location for shows was the Whammy Bar, where they would have live shows. And I believe um, the music in the park, even, if there was a show going on at the Whammy Bar, all the park speakers were playing the Whammy Bar music, the live music. So, yeah, pretty neat idea. And I heard they had a well-stocked bar. Really good bar um, for kind of sitting and drinking and listening to music. So, good on them. They also had a big venue called the Ice House Theater, where they had an ice show that was themed to rock and roll. They had a stage that was themed to the phone hinge. You know, the stone hinge in the UK. This was done with the red British phone booths. Pretty creative. Yeah. It looked, I saw a picture of it. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. And then they had the Malibu beach party dive show where the idea is uh, you're kind of on a Malibu beach, very bright pink colors, kind of like the 90s. I don't really know how they tied the music in there, but it existed. <laughs> and then there was like a main concert stage, which is where Bowling with Soup and the Eagles played. Um, Kind of felt like they might have underutilized it a little bit in that first year, but who wouldn't, I guess. But um, And then also you have, at the end of the night, another reason I, they probably lost a lot of money, they had the Bohemian Rhapsody fireworks show in the lagoon where they had fireworks and uh, kind of a theme show every night. Now, as for far the as the people that went, yeah, for the seven people over there, they got to see fireworks if they stayed that long. Right. Um, probably hard to stay in that park for too long, especially with no lines. Um, as yeah. far as food that they had available, they had rock, rockabilly barbecue where they sold theme park barbecue they had amped coffee which looked pretty delicious they did like pastries in the morning ice cream at night and that was in the main entrance plaza you had paradise cafe which had a pretty good selection of coconut shrimp chicken spring rolls hawaiian pizza burgers dogs and brewskis there was a lot of beer at this park beer almost at every restaurant which makes sense for the dad, this this park's for the dads. It's for the boys. You on Sunday? Sundays for the boys. All the 2008, 2009 dilfs out there had a place to go. Good for them. Thank you. That's what's up. They also had the the kitchen below. The kitchen below with chili wings and pizza. My kind of place. Um, they also had a fish and chips place and. A Carnaby Street Cafe with prime rib sandwiches, bangers and mash, steaks and mushroom pie, which was kind of their big British invasion restaurant. Any of those sound good to you, Jeff? A lot of it does, to be honest. I don't discriminate against a lot of food. All of it looked fine. And um, 
you know, you can't find a lot of content out there. People going around filming themselves eating these places or even highlighting the restaurants. But looking at what they had to offer, it was um, kind of past your basic theme park food. Um, and for the first year of operation, pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, some extra experiences they also had. They had stuff like fountains that played music when you were like touching the water so you could like play guitar through the water fountain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They had um, in the bathrooms, they had broken mirrors. So you'd look in the mirror, then you'd move, and then it would play back like delayed. So it was like broken. Interesting. That was their mirror. Um, very popular photo spot was the air guitars up up against the wall. They just had a rack that a guitar rack where you could just go and play the air guitar, which was the photo op, and so cheap and so cool. Like way to go, whoever thought of that. Right. And then I mentioned it before, but karaoke in the maximum RPM line. So they did have a little extra here. It wasn't all about the coasters. They had the entertainment coming. They had the food options. They had the beer flowing. I think it could have been a good time. Yeah. Sounds like they were about the uh, the moments and the experiences. They were. In 2008, it was a good time. Yeah. You know, for uh, inside the park, outside the park, though, another reason they failed, the great big old recession. That'll do it, too. Now, uh, you want to hit part two, the kind of the sadder part of the history here with uh, – the old rebrand and watching them yeah. die quickly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, I guess. So fresh off their bankruptcy claims, some court shenanigans got a sale approved to a company known as FPI, which carried a couple of the managers from the prior regime, plus some new uh, investors. Um, and they had already decided they were not going to proceed with the hard rock licensing. Get rid of it. It was announced. Sorry. Get rid of it. Yeah. They, they, they were open to continuing, but they opted, opted against it. Uh, so in April of 2009, it was announced that the new name for the park would be freestyle music park. In April. April, April of 2009. Jesus. We, uh, we were supposed to have probably opened at this point, and here we are still deciding our new name and theming. Uh, with a continued homage to actually expanding on rock to several different music genres. Um, and there was a lot of legal wrangling around the retheming of the park. Yeah. Um, it reopened somehow on May 23rd of 2009. You, that's uh, the craziest fucking turnaround, by the way. Yeah. Whoever completely like, rethemed everything, everything. To whoever handled, first of all, the construction of the park and then the fucking retheming, because that's like unheard of turnaround time. Yeah. Uh, so, in addition to renaming the park, they rethemed all the areas, or well, at least renamed the areas. A lot of stuff was gonna remain intact, but they had to wipe, scrub every last bit of hard rock yeah. out of the park. Um, 
So the themed areas that had change, um, I think, respective to how I mentioned them earlier, were known as Myrtle's Beach, Kids in America, Across the Pond, Country USA, and VIP Plaza. Um, between the reputation tarnished from the failure of Hard Rock Park, a downturn in the economy, and just an absolute slew of lawsuits, the uh, park never reopened after the 2009 season. I think it closed by the end of summer. And lawsuits were as simple as like Mini Cooper coming and saying, hey, it does look too much like Mini Cooper's after the retheme. Yep. <laughs> like it was shit like that. Like everybody's coming after him. Yeah. But, um, well, and uh, the other part of it was the new company or the new ownership group that took over part of the agreement was that they would assume all debts right that were taken up by the prior ownership and they simply were not making money when it so one of the things that i saw uh about hard rock park and i found this interesting is when it was hard rock park um they thought they were doing the general public a favor comparing their ticket prices to i think it was universal yeah um so they said everybody pays the same ticket price everybody is 50 dollars and in 2009, that's a pretty that's a bad steep, thing, even for because I'm trying to think of how much I think Worlds of Fun at that point was, uh, like 35 or 40. Yeah, on there. And um, like just to take the kids' ticket away is going to pull like families aren't going to come to that. Yeah, and the person who wants they, to go they, to it is the dad who has to convince his kids to come, and now he doesn't want to pull they, the wallet out. They didn't offer discounts. They didn't like show up in the local grocery stores like hey. Come get your tickets here. They had no deals like that. Mm-hmm. And then they made some of those adjustments with the switch to freestyle, but I think the damage was done. Um, it, you know, it's a shame to see kind of all the things that, you know, in hindsight, yeah, this was, you could have avoided a lot of these problems, but like right. other things like the recession and other, otherwise, even with all the marketing you had, like gas prices and everything else going on. Yeah, I, I, it just was. I think both hard luck and bad decisions that brought this place to its knees fast, fast. But I, I do think one of the best accomplishments, even though it was their downfall, was that turnover from like, okay, we're getting rid of the Hard Rock, we're having to rename, rebrand everything. Um, which I want to go over some of the coaster name changes because it does feel like. Okay, I just finished this scenario, but I want to save this park in Roller Coaster Tycoon. I don't want to name everything real fast. And that's kind of what it felt like. So you have like Shake, Rattle, and Roller Coaster became Hang 10. Eagle's Life in the Fast Lane became Iron Horse. Maximum RPM became Roundabout. Probably my favorite retheme. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the rename on that was actually kind of clever considering the, the fair it's probably better. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Slippery and wet became soaked. S O A K apostrophe D. Led Zeppelin the the ride became time machine, which doesn't even make that sense. I didn't understand. But the most impressive, which I've got to give a shout out to Sally Dark Rides here for even making this work. Uh, Nights in white satin, this elaborate, quote unquote, best dark ride of its time, <laughs> became Monsters of Rock. 
which basically just became the Sally Dark Ride with cardboard cutouts and like shaking animatronics, like not even really animatronics, just cardboard cutouts. Because they probably turned that shit around in like, yeah, they probably turned that shit around in like a month. And you have to feel for the people at those companies who put all this work in. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're still getting paid. So, yeah, but like Sally of those companies who uh put together such an experience for that other one like yeah kind of have to feel some kind of hurt pride they're like oh man that was like one of our best rides and it it operated for a summer yeah and now it's getting put away and you had to neuter the shit out of it to try to get it open like pretty crazy well anyway any final thoughts with hard rock park um I mean, all I can say is I wish I would have gotten the experience just so we could talk about it more accurately, but we'll have to uh, look from afar, it seems. And think about what was. I guess the closest thing you can do is go to Vietnam because a lot of these coasters went to a park that opened in 2015. Forget the name of it, but like most of the coasters actually went over there couple of them were assembled. I think it was maximum RPM and slippery and wet were assembled, but then never operated and then taken down because of like their issues. <laughs> Dragon Park. Dragon Park. And they maintained one of the cool things about the the Led Zeppelin coaster is that they had like a big Zeppelin, like you said, covering the station. They they brought that over. They repainted it, but it's That's still cool. there with it. Yeah. And talk about a smart move for a park in Vietnam to be like, hey, there's this park in America that has like five standing but not operating coasters let's just buy them all i bet we can get them for super cheap i bet they did right bulk discount <laughs> no shit like oh we can get we can kind of get money back from this sure right thank god um but shout out to them kind of a cool move i think now am i going to yeah. vietnam to ride these ever no <laughs> but it's cool to think that it exists in a way uh you know, in a, a even former, a bigger sh- former shell of itself than like Hard Rock to Great Music Park or Great Music Park. Um, what's it called? Freestyle <laughs> <Style>. Music Park. <laughs> Freestyle Music Park. Let's just call it Great Music Park. That's that yeah. sounds so much, so much more lively. Great, amazing amusement park with music. All right, man. Well, let's let's come back to to normal times then. Um, you've been to Myrtle Beach. You've seen the attractions. You've eaten the food. Um, yeah. Challenge for you. Let's do the food without mentioning any type of seafood. Well, then we aren't talking about food. <laughs> okay, we, went, we went We went hard on the seafood while we were there. Uh, and I wish I could have said that it was cheaper because it was Oceanside. But it's it's also a tourist trap. So they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I, that's not true. I have one place that uh, I don't even know what was on their food menu because we didn't go there for food. Yeah, you but. wouldn't. All right, man, I'll let you uh, <laughs> take track, but it's a big deal. Come from the Midwest to the East Coast. Let's yeah. get some fish, bro. Yeah, yeah, we had to. Um, so uh, the list here is entirely composed of places I visited so I can actually finally speak to the experiences for a change. Um, And it was all but one, the very last place I'll mention, all but one of them were walking distance from the property I stayed at, which was called Camelot by the Sea. 
um good good value for money uh the room was nice um and it was just a good time overall um first place actually i think the very first night that we were there we hit up this place called soho steak and seafood sushi bar uh, and we actually they had like a, a rooftop rooftop seating and that's where we sat nice. um, and it was a super nice night you could hear the ocean um so it just kind of made for good vibes all around it was probably one of my favorite like overall dining experiences just because of everything that was going on at once um i had the seafood platter it was solid it had uh i want to say shrimp scallops uh and i want some kind of fish i don't remember offhand and then couscous and some other stuff it was it was really good um but the place was a bit expensive which is kind of the i mean you're in tourist destination it's kind of going to be the the and, rub here so throw, throw seafood and steak and lobster on it um yeah it's gonna be a little pricey yeah but it was the first night we got drinks there i don't remember what i had but it was good uh drink wise but uh after that uh actually just across the street if i recall from soho was a place called dirty don's oyster bar and grill dirty don (laughs) a solid uh seafood menu here i had the shrimp boil uh it was probably honestly my favorite meal of the trip not of the shrimp um it was just very good food actually the most reasonably priced of them i would say as well and even better is we we sat outside uh and they had just a dude playing guitar out there just covers of a bunch of stuff so that was it made an atmosphere this Uh, feels like a just looking at the menu and the vibes of the menu this feels like tourist trap but like there's everything you need there and like the food's going to be pretty okay is that that the case it was actually it it was good like the the waitress was super nice the food was probably honestly weirdly from this list the highest quality of the places that we ate because wow. we ate at some places that on visual were nicer. This place looked like a fucking hole. Yeah. Uh, like just like a shack with some outdoor seating, but the food was much better than the other places. Um, I will say in my opinion anyway. Um, but yeah. Uh, and I highly recommend their shrimp oil. It was shrimp, sausage, corn, potatoes, and some other stuff. I think. Nice. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, then on down the street to the Pier 14 restaurant and lounge. Oh, look, more seafood. Oh, who th- who would have who thought? All right. I had the uh, the shrimp po' boy there. It was good. Um, just kind of a, honestly, it was like going into a themed Chili's or something. <laughs> yeah. um, but like when you were done, it was on the pier. You could go further out on the pier, be out <laughs> the ocean look around and stuff, get a good view of the, of the boardwalk and everything around it. So that was, that was its own experience. Um, the next on the list and the one I am most conflicted by, uh, Riptide's Oceanfront Grill and Rooftop Bar. This place looked like it should have been great. Um, like, cool vibes they had outdoor games and stuff uh food was decent um i had crab legs it's kind of hard to mess those up yeah i mean they're just crabs uh, you know but our our the the person waiting our table like came 
we got waters they took our order and then we didn't see him again for an hour oh no and then even then that wasn't to bring us our food that was to check in which kind of blew my mind because they were they didn't seem to be understaffed like yeah the place was packed but there were employees running around everywhere yeah (laughs) i just forgot about you (laughs) yeah and you know it could be a one-off i you know i'm not about to condemn a place um just on one bad visit everybody has an off day um but you know just something to maybe have in the back of your mind the food was good like i said but um ah, i don't think i would probably go back the view was very good from our table though we did get a window seat that was just ocean they had their yard and then ocean nice so that was cool um yeah and that was Riptide's Oceanfront Grill and Rooftop Bar. We did, uh, before we got our table, they did let us go into the bar, and they had some pretty good cocktails uh, from the look of it. I didn't, that that night, I actually did not drink. So, yeah. uh, followed by Wet Willies. Uh, <laughs> this one was not walking distance. It was located at a shopping and amusement area called broadway at the beach which is kind of ironic because it was kind of inland a little bit i think it was about five ten minutes in um we had to drive a little bit there but it was all good uh they had 20 oh, around 20 frozen daiquiri machines hell yeah uh that you just walk up with your cup and fill them lots of flavors uh, I'm told they had food, but I didn't see a menu. We just kind of popped in while we were walking around the shopping area, got the drinks, and then left. I found the menu. You're looking at basic uh, chicken tenders, burgers, bar food, um, shrimp and grits, quesadilla, nachos. If you're not, if you don't mind like fried food, um, looks like a fine place. I, I wouldn't say it's like the go-to place, but if you're like, hey, I want to get some drinks, and I'm a little hungry, I could have a small like kind of shitty dinner this would be a good place to have a shitty dinner right and and, you know it was pretty much probably that the place to i mean most people that were coming there were popping in for the you go for the the, drinks the the alcoholic slushies and then going right back out to continue shopping oh excuse me Mm -hmm. because you could walk around with your beverage there so oh hell yeah and wet willies uh ludicrous mentions wet willies and I believe it's pimping all over the world. Uh, he talks about wet willies at Miami Beach. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would definitely stop in just because Ludacris has been there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Luda. Luda! Luda. Shout out to Hyde. <laughs> um, and then okay. on to the attractions. Uh, I mean, you're at Myrtle Beach. I'm going to lead off with the motherfucking beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. Yep. There's a, we spent plenty of time swimming around. Uh, it was a good time. It was a nice beach. It's the number one um, attraction there, right? Yeah, probably. It was always packed. Yeah. That actually, one of the nights we saw from our balcony, like it was, it wasn't like quite sundown, but it was getting close. And these people just like set up like a whole ass like table, candles. Also, and it was like several like of the the tables like you'd see on wrestling that somebody's getting put through. Uh, those <laughs> kinds of Bills. tables, and they had like yeah, they yeah. had yes, thank you, uh, <laughs> Bills Mafia with the Chiefs' ass. Well, not really with their ass, but they did win. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like they had a full on candle lit 
scenario going on on the beach. There was like 12 people and I just like could not help but just stand there and watch them put it together and do their thing. It's super cool. Yeah, people watching there is great. <clears throat> I bet. So, yeah. Uh, and then as I kind of mentioned a, a couple minutes ago, uh, we've got Broadway at the beach uh, in addition to rides and restaurants. They didn't have any coasters, but they had a few small flats. Um, many shops and attractions here. Um, and honestly, like if we gave it the time, you could probably dedicate most of a day to this. Um, we yeah. just spent a few hours there. Uh, there was lots of shopping. There's like, uh, I think there was a Ripley's there. Um, they had, they had like this lagoon area that all the shops were like around, but then there was like this dude doing like taking people on a speedboat doing tricks and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, there there was all sorts of stuff there. It was it was kind of like uh, if you mixed the landing at Branson with the strip and just kind of slapped it all together. It was kind of like that. It was kind of cool. So yeah. Um, next on the list, uh, probably my favorite named shop there. Um, yeah. It turns out it's got some history. It's called the Gay Dolphin. Hell yeah. Um, Myrtle Beach is full. Full of gay of dolphins. Shops. Oh, <laughs> yes. Also, yes. Actually, so circling back, yeah. Uh, one day we did see actually like from our balcony dolphins out there like jumping in the in the ocean. That was cool. I've never seen dolphins in the wild, so I don't think I've never I actually either. seen like anything breach uh, at the ocean. But I saw some dolphins, so that was that was real cool. And there was, was like cool. three or four of them. So I couldn't get a I couldn't get the timing right on the picture because you never knew when they were going to come up. Yeah. So I was just sitting there for like five minutes with my camera pointed at the general location and trying didn't didn't pan out. Random so, pictures of the ocean. Just hoping. Yeah, pretty much. Uh all right, so circling back, Gay Dolphin. Uh Myrtle is full of gift shops. They are all over the place and they've got some weird ass names. Yeah. Um like every third thing is a gift shop there. Uh, it's gift shops, hotels, or food, pretty much, and then the amusement stuff kind of dropped here and there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Gay Dolphin is there. Uh, they've been doing it since 1946, so the place is packed with history. And it, it's it was kind of like walking around the inside of like a flea market. Yeah. Um. There's just lots of random shit in there. Um. So if you're wanting to do like a, a run to bring bring some souvenirs back to your loved ones. That's going to be your place. They, they had so much stuff in there. So much just random crap. It was, it was just kind of neat to see what all was just slapped together in there. Cause and, yeah, there were the stuff with the Myrtle beach name on them. And then there was just like cat statues. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. With no, nothing on them, just cat statues. Now I wonder like what the name comes from. Is it actually like a, like, is the logo like a, a gay dolphin? It's from the 40s. So is this just, is that a reference of like the happy dolphin back in the day? I mean, that's not going to be something you're going to be able to find. But I, I just wonder, I feel like there's a history in the name somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I'd be interested in, I'm going to send you the sign out front because it doesn't really. There's no like, implication. Yeah. There's just the name it, it you know does yeah it's just a name i think but i could very well be wrong um here we go sorry it's taking me a sec and it's on its way 
Um, but yeah, oh. this is where I did most of my souvenir shopping to bring stuff back from people. It was cool. It is a they, cool they spot. Had like it's like classic looking. Floors, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and the place definitely looked like it's been there for 75 years. So. Yeah, I think this is a must stop. Inside and out. Yeah, I would agree. Um, there's lots and lots of gift shops there without personality. Yeah. Um, I think another one near us was just called like the Eagle. There's just what? <laughs> Selling <laughs> beach towels and knickknacks. But no, here's Gay Dolphin. Yeah, go get go to the Gay Dolphin Gift Cove. All right. And then uh on to our next attraction, kind of something we touched on a little bit earlier. Time for the full reveal. Uh, it's the Myrtle Beach Skywheel, which mm-hmm. is the standalone Ferris wheel. I think it's like right across the street from uh, that park. With, what was it? Park uh, Pavilion Park, I think. The one with the, the train that had multiple different kinds of cars on it. I'm blanking on the name now. Funplex. Yes, Funplex. Uh, that's right. Uh, so I think it was right across the street from there, right near it. Again, walking distance from where I was staying um but i believe i didn't write the number down i want to say it's 187 feet tall uh, at the time of writing as the sixth tallest ferris wheel in the u.s uh, and it's right on the beach so there's the allure to ride it both during the day and at night i think each of the the gondolas is air conditioned Ooh. so uh, even with the sun it won't be too brutal um but i highly recommend if you're going to do it at all probably at night because the strip is lit up and it would probably be a lot more attractive to see at night. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I want to say, I don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was like 20 bucks a person. Mm. I, we walked by it, but we didn't do it. Yeah. It's like a little bit out of range for me. I'd be like, ah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that in a, you know, a, a bigger city or something. Yeah. But you know, if you've never done one of those uh, Ferris wheels, though, why not? Right. And, I mean, it was tough to narrow down stuff to do. Um, I'm going to mention the one thing that we had on our wish list of stuff to do, but we didn't get around to, um, is a Medieval Times. Uh, mm. If you've never been to one, you go eat some food and watch people beat the shit out of each other in costume. Um, <laughs> What's better? Um, and I... Th- don't quote me on this, but I want to say it's like right next door to uh, Hard Rock Park or oh, the really? remains of the park. I think so. Yes, I think I, you're I, right I because um, in one of the videos they reference that when Hard Rock Park closed, Medieval Times actually kept some of their horses there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would make like sense. like when Ford would leave their excess cars at Worlds of Fun in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, I'm getting a look it's at the it. Same here thing. A yeah, it totally is because I remember them. T- it is next door because they were mentioning that the uh, uh, the the lake at the park was L shaped, and there's an L shaped lake on the map, like right next to where Medieval Times is. So excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, my wife and I are really into dinner theater shows, so that would probably be something we consider. Um, yeah, I, I say I that wanted to we do with it. Yeah. And I, I think they serve alcohol. I'm not sure. Oh, Medieval Times but, does, huh? Old, I could uh, be wrong. I, old I'm Dolly Parton sure. at her um, Dixie Stampede does not serve alcohol. Mm. 
missed opportunity. Like the the idea of going to one of those, you want to get shit faced and cheer on the, you know, right the blue knights or whatever it is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, only because maybe they don't want somebody getting hammered and then running out and getting uh, the old joust. a a, a, a lance through their skull or something. Yeah, that'd be entertaining though. It would. And, and authentic. Be, uh, just right, yeah, right back in medieval times, somebody died <laughs> at the yeah. show. No big deal. No big deal. Sweep under the sweep them under the uh, the rug there. There you go. Well, shit, there's a lot to do in Myrtle Beach. You got all sorts there of is. fun places to go. You got seafood. All the seafood. Yeah, I, I feel kind of bad that I didn't really uh, stray from different kinds of food, but you can. Uh, you're in Myrtle Beach, though. Like, yeah. what else is like? Maybe there's barbecue. Maybe lots maybe. of lots of American kind of places. Yeah, I would say. They're they're catering to they they know who their audience is, and like how many times have you been to a beach? Like you're at the beach, you want to eat beach food. That's just how it is. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I do want to give some shout outs uh, on YouTube because they did help us in preparing for the show. Rampaging Rex Productions and yeah, Expedition Theme Park is the YouTube channel. But they had some great videos if you're wanting to learn more about. Hard Rock Park and like the history of it all. There's some great insight in both of those videos. I'd recommend yeah. go checking it out because there's a lot of cool history behind it. And um, I don't know, man. It's there's something about like a really good amusement park opening up and how sad that is, and and how how sad that is for the area even that they couldn't support it and it couldn't it couldn't become like a regular thing there. Yeah, but um, man, pretty cool park. And um wish I could have visited. I can't even say I wish I could go visit someday because it's it is long gone. Like there's that's not coming back. There's no way to to put a heartbeat back in that park. But um for what it was, it was really cool, especially for its time. And um I think it's something that enthusiasts, especially around our age, are always gonna look back at and be like, Man, I wish I would have prioritized that. I wish I would have went out and supported it. But you can't. Right. You can't go do it. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed until recently. So, yeah, goes to right. show how successful the marketing was. <laughs> it's true because you were into coasters at the time. Yeah. All right. Well, the next stop on the Great Cuzzy Road Trip, we hinted it in the last Cuzzy Road Trip, but it will be Carowinds. We are going to go to Carowinds, and it will be fun. That's going to be a good time. We got Charlotte. To highlight, and then Carowinds is just one of those parks that it just deserves a lot of time. Yep, there's a lot to do there. There's a lot of great rides. There's some a lot of bad rides, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of bad rides, but there is some cool like entertainment um, venues slash food there. That is, I would say, above average for Cedar Fair. So, um, really excited to highlight that park and. Uh, you know, highlight the place where the Carolinas come together. It's true. I think it's also the build home city of Ric Flair, so I might hit y'all with a woo. Woo! There it is. I don't think that was right, but I did try. Two claps and a Ric Flair. We can can practice for the next show. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. If you love the show, make sure you uh, go on Spotify, give us a review, five stars, tell us what you love about it. 
be a good time. And then um, if you only listen to the podcast or you're only following us on one social media, you are missing out. So what you need to do, go to solo.to slash coaster cuzzies. We've got links to everything you need as far as the coaster cuzzies. You can find our TikTok. You can find our Instagram. You can find a link to join the Discord. The Discord is where it's at. We all get together. We talk about things. We have a topic of the day. We're talking about skunks today. You're too late because you're listening to this recorded. So I don't know what today's topic is. But you should jump in. Say something about the topic of the day. Talk about some theme parks. Talk about some food. It's a good time. Jeff, yeah. you're uh, you're high ranked in the Discord there, right? Yeah, number. I think I'm the bronze medal still. I probably will stay that way. I've been terrible at keeping up lately, and I, I'm usually pretty uh succinct in what i'm saying well i carry the brand and i'm in like fifth place so i need to start picking it up yeah it's not good when uh not good when the the head of the channel is down down in fifth place hey mate the head of the channel has some shit to do okay that's cool i'm I'm (laughs) I'm just giving you shit uh and uh one thing i do want to bring up too uh we've been kind of on a three-week rotation with the great cousin road trip lately we are going to go back to that monthly so, um, good news for us, Jeff. We, we have more time to research for Carowinds. Yeah. And, Which uh, is uh, good for me because I need to do a little bit more of a deep dive into Charlotte because when you and I went, mm-hmm. I think we went to an Applebee's for dinner. And we just kind of <laughs> drove in, went to Applebee's, stayed the night, and then hit Carowinds the next day and then left. It was something like that because we, it was all Carowinds and getting in and leaving. We had to go to Dollywood. Yeah. That was a fun trip, though. But it was. I, I'm super glad I did it. I am excited for this next stretch coming up because there's we kind of went on a trip in this area um, when I lived in Atlanta. So we've got a lot of um, a lot of parks we've both been to, which is going to be exciting to talk about. Yeah. We don't, we don't get to do that too often. Nice for a change. Yeah. After getting out of the Northeast for two years or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much what it feels like. Uh, I mean, we well, it's not what it feels like it, because we started this. What in uh I don't know when we started. April of twenty twenty, I wanna say. Was it Somewhere that quick? Because yeah. we started the show in February. Did we jump into April already and just Yeah, I don't think I got on until like the somewhere between like the fifth and seventh episode and it was the introduction and then I think we got rolling on rolling on the road trip. It was pretty fun stuff. Well uh, I am excited because we're gonna have some um potential merchandise for the road trip coming up soon, so very Love excited it. to share that with you guys um, in upcoming weeks, but you'll see. You just pay attention to the Coaster Cutsy feed um, and follow us on all the all the socials. All right, man. It was great talking to you. Um, it was a great show talking, going back to 2008. Um, you were graduated. Good times. Yeah. All right, man. What's your big statement to end the show? Uh, you know what to do, America. Stay fun. They fly. Go grab your daddy and go to Hard Rock Park. Or what's up today? Drink some beer at Hard Rock Park.